Hey everyone, I'm Sam Sprague, and this week on e-commerce Straight Talk, we're getting into Weber and Traeger, how they're going public, uh, how the TikTok IPO is on ice, how Amazon and Google are under investigation by the United Kingdom, um, Klarna buying out tech, uh, tech startup Hero, and of course, back to school sales about to hit record numbers and spending. So stay tuned, listen in. So welcome to episode nine of e-commerce straight talk, where we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, conversational e-commerce and then of course, back to school. So Ida, go ahead and take it away with the first topic. Yeah, you got it. So um, two girl makers, one mass market and one high tech recently filed to go public after our first post pandemic 4th of July um, with Weber holding 23% of the grill market and Traeger, um, the younger rival gaining traction. Um, what are the two major differences in brand that we can kind of take away and learn from? Okay, so this is pretty cool um, to see that they both have pushed um, to go public. Um, I like how they waited for after the holiday to do that. The so basically you have two different kinds of brands here. You have Weber, which is like the older, more traditional brand, right? It's been around, you know, even prior to the fifties. Um, and it and it it's crazy to me that I don't even know that they only hold twenty three percent of the grill market. I would have figured they hold a lot more than that. Um, so you know, a more stable brand and how they treat things and how they go after things. Obviously, they're all coming out with their same version of what Traeger is with the wood pellet grills. Um, but Traeger has done something a little bit different than all of them. And that is that they've built a community around people who own Traegers, right? And that's, I mean, it's, it's, that's really the best way to go if you're trying, if you're a new company trying to like make, you know, get, get headway in the market, especially a market like this where, um, you know, like, like, like we're saying, Weber holds so much of, of the market. So it's interesting to see that both go live at the same time. I imagine there's a little bit of competition going on there. Um, but really, when we look at the, their brands, the two totally different kinds of brands and, and how they go about it, and not only that, but the people that they, that they market to as well, um, where Weber is more of your day-to-day, every man's kind of griller, and Traeger is more... Sp- Specific, right? Like I have a Traeger, but I use it for specific things as well as just a regular old barbecue, right? I don't use my Traeger for just barbecuing because it, it take a, it takes a lot of time. You got to prep everything the right way. Um, I have pizzas in those things. You can um, now. <laughs> now I've never cooked a pizza in there. Lots of ribs. I'm huge on ribs, um, but but yeah, it's it's so it's pretty interesting to see these these two different brands going at it. And then, of course, what what can we take away from this is just to look and see there's there's more than one way to to do this. Right. There's Traeger did it their way with building community. Weber's done it their way where it's taken them 50, 60, 70 years to finally go public. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they had a choice earlier, maybe just decided not to. It's it's interesting to see these and, and, and really cool to see these brands and the differences associated yeah. with them. And do you think it was tactical the way that they both went um right after 4th of July? What's your thought there? I imagine it's probably similar to, um, to Branson and Bezos sort of competing to go to space. 
Like, it's like one got word, the other's doing this. And so it's like, mm, let's do it too. Um, but at the end of the day, they're two totally different. I consider them two totally different products, right? Yeah. Traeger, I mean, Traegers are expensive too. I mean, you, you get one for like two grand where Weber, you can go to Lowe's or Home Depot and pick one up for a couple hundred bucks. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool to see them take off, especially now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let's dive into the next one. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports that ByDance, uh, TikTok parent company, shelved IPO intentions after Chinese regulators warned um, about data security. So the Beijing-based um, social media giant last valued at $180 billion in the funding around in December. Um, so they had been weighing an initial public offering um, of all or some of its businesses in the U.S. or in Hong Kong. Um, so just looking at that, is there any, um, you know, real security dilemma or is this just China's way of reigning in on its own tech giants, I guess? Yeah, <laughs> um, I guess all I can really do is speculate, right? The, I think, I think China likes to control everything, right? Um, on top of that, yeah, as soon as you go the IPO route, it opens you up to a lot. When they're talking about security, like data security, like, especially when it's like governmental regulators, governmental forces in, involved, I just think the U S and China and would the U S intelligence agencies or you know, try to tap into this? Of course. Would the Chinese? Of course. So yeah, there is a little bit of that. But I think also China definitely wants to hold the reins here. Um, this is just how they work. That's just how China operates. So it is cool to see um, how much money or, or like their value, $180 billion. Like that's crazy. Um, but, but it makes sense with, with, with how much content is on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts. But um, and of course, ByteDance is more than just TikTok. It's, you know, they, they have their, their Chinese version too. Um, granted, in China, when you look at TikTok about, what is it? I think it's almost 80%, believe it or not, almost 80% of TikTok views come from China. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know, I know you're on TikTok. I'm on yeah. TikTok. And it's, I, it's, I always assume everyone's on TikTok because it's like a whole new thing and you know, they've gone from the dances to like now just pure entertainment of basically anything and everything you can think of. So, well, yeah, it just depends on, on where you get locked in it. Right. You gotta, you gotta work to keep your, your for you page clean. Right. Cause it's, especially during the elections. Oh my God. It was like nonstop, just one after the other, like conspiracies and this and that. And from, from all sides, it's just like, give me some, I just, I just like, people doing dumb stuff that's my favorite kind of tiktok yep i love it too all right well looking at um amazon and google um they're both under investigation in the uk over fake news um so report this was reported by the cnbc we all know it's misleading reviews um are a big problem in the e-commerce community um and amazon being a prime target for the practice. So looking at that, are either Google or Amazon doing enough to combat fake reviews on their platforms? What do you think? Hell no. 
<laughs> I don't think they want to. They don't want to. They don't care. Um, Amazon, I mean, Amazon has their one touch review thing now. You just tap the button. It's like, you don't have to give any information. Granted, they, they lock down on the um, people giving up free stuff for reviews because like five years ago, I got a lot of free stuff, free headphones, no free mics, like free. Yeah, I got so much free stuff because it's just like, all you had to do is go leave a review. I totally did that. Like, I'll be the first to say. Um, but the, the issue here, Google is a little bit different, right? Um, Google, I don't think Google really cares. There is a certain aspect of it where if they see too many, like, for example, go back to TikTok. You make a TikTok video about a company you work for or a company you did business with and everyone hates them and they go on to leave really bad reviews, right? They'll go like just a hundred thousand people come and leave bad reviews. Google will automatically, you know, throw up the red flag and be like, ah, what's going on here and investigate it before they accept those reviews. Granted, um, I don't know the numbers for Google and people making, making purchases on products based on reviews. I know it's big. I know, I know it's a big factor and purchase behaviors, but I don't think it's as big as Amazon where it's ridiculous, but Amazon doesn't care because, and, and this is just from experience. We've, I mean, we work with brands who have exclusivity, literally Amazon saying you have exclusive rights to your kinds of products on our platform. No one else can have those baloney, right? Like we, we would, we would get attacked by other companies overseas just recreating these products and literally stealing our imagery and using yeah. our images and you reach out to amazon and say eh. yeah. yeah we'll get to, we'll get to it when we get to it um the thing about it is when you when you look at the macro picture um a huge percentage of of amazon's business comes from this sort of uh, black market distribution of fake products and fake reviews and all this stuff. So Amazon makes a lot of money off of this. So why would they want to stop it? Yeah. They don't, they don't care. And what, so UK, you know, United Kingdom's going to investigate them, maybe even give them a fine. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. They'll deal with that. So it's, they're, they're not doing anything to combat fake reviews. There you go. You heard it, heard it here first. <laughs> um, all right. So looking at Klarna, um, buys Hero, an e-com tech startup. So Hero connects online shoppers with retail employees via text, videos, and viral chat rooms um, through its app. So Klarna is attempting to increase uh, customer service as well as offer a new service to its partners. So in terms of this, is this the future of brand personalities, content creation, and customer service? Is this something that we're going to continue on and see more of? What do you think? Yeah, I think Klarna is moving fast, and I like it. Um, right? Just like grow big fast. Like that seems to be their motto. Um, and with 250,000 partners already, it's like, how can we continue to grow? They've sort of, I wouldn't say they fit the limit because obviously there's more brands that could use them, but I think they've, they've sort of uh, probably started hitting diminishing returns on acquisition of new partners. So how do you continue to grow? How can you increase revenue streams? What, let's look at the future and see where that's going. 
we see that conversational e-commerce is growing and is going not only becoming a thing, but like that's where a lot of money is being funded now towards these startups and these companies that are in the conversational e-commerce space. So we're talking, you know, text, SMS, video, these virtual chat rooms, right? Um, if you if you want to buy a bike, you don't have to go into the bike shop. You can do it on your computer and they, they can show you the products. Um, on top of that, because they already have 250,000 partners, it's like overnight, they take on Hero and shoot Hero out to their 250,000 partners and try to get them on board. And so, yeah, it's huge. I think... When we look at this, this is sort of, this is probably something that we'll continue talking about. We have touched on it a little bit in the past weeks where, where we are looking at um, just, just different ways, especially with online shopping and, and, and being able to, to decrease the amount of friction or, or frictionless e-commerce, so to speak, um, between the buyer. But this is more in line with when and, and this is sort of what we've been seeing too this year is we've been seeing a lot of people just buy in bulk, yeah. And, but then send back just like huge amounts of returns. Mm -hmm. So some brands are seeing 30 to 50% of returns because someone will go spend a grand on clothes, mm -hmm. but they only want a couple of things and they'll just return everything else because they know that there's free returns yeah. and that's also costing brands. So, Hey, this is a way to increase customer service, which always equals money, right? Cause it increases retention this is a way to stay ahead of the game and for Klarna this is a way to almost overnight increase revenue and profit yeah. so yeah I think I think this is the future for for customer service I think this is a future for I mean there's because there's so much you can do with it right if, if you're doing video video chats um, creating videos you can reuse that as content and not only that but this formulates the brand and really creates that personality behind it and how you treat your customer so I think it's huge. And I think this is the way that, of the future. Yeah, it's definitely more personal. I mean, texting, you text your friends. So if you're texting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Awesome. Well, talking about spending, let's get into back to school. Um, so back to school spending is set to hit record numbers this year, um, which is interesting considering it's 44% of surveyed households plan to purchase fewer um, supplies and even as schools open for in-person learning, um, 58% of respondents said that they plan to spend um, on online resources. So the shift is also extending to how um, shopping will get done. So 34% of consumers plan to use buy online pickup in store and curbside pickup. So should we be surprised to see this um, new normal come to fruition this year or, um, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, I know, I know that we've been touching on this in some of our previous episodes. Mm -hmm. um, this, you know, BOPIS, right? Which is the weirdest acronym ever by online pickup in store, um, which is becoming, it's going to become even bigger. Right. And, and the sheer fact that like, and and I don't really like this term new normal, right? It's, it's perceived that like there is a normal, like it will never be what it was before. No, It will never be pre-pandemic ever again. Um, what's interesting is so when we look at, the, there's two different sides of this coin. You have, you have brands and you have consumers. Um, consumer purchase 
patterns have shifted a little bit because everyone's trying to get out of the house and going on vacation. I'm sure everyone's felt this pain where there's no cars to rent, there's no hotels to, you know, no Airbnb, everything's booked, everything's in use, there's a shortage of everything, it's just ridiculous. So it's, that's the pain everyone's going through right now. At some point in time, they're gonna flip switch and be like, oh, our kids gotta go back to school. We gotta get on this bandwagon. Granted, back to school encompasses everything, not just pens and pencils and backpacks, it's everything involved in between, you know, basically now, middle of July, all the way through August. So, um, to, to see, you know, 44% of households plan to purchase fewer supplies. Okay. Makes sense. But that doesn't mean everything else that they're planning to purchase less of right back to school supplies may just mean because even me as a parent, I I'm not planning on spending more money on supplies because more than likely the school is going to have a certain regulation on total number of objects kids can handle. So I'm just not too sure about what, what we're going to be doing anyways. Right. Um, and of course, you know, spending more money on online resources. I think what we sort of learned from this past year is that's the way everything's trending. Um, especially in my County, we're, we're doing, um, they're not going to go back full-time, which is painful, but it is what it is. And so, so online resources are huge. And on top of that, your, if your kid's already in front of an iPad all day, it only makes sense to, to continue that. And on, and on top of that, it's less stuff to deal with. So that makes a lot more sense. Now, only 34% of consumers plan to, to use buy online pickup store. I feel like that is going to end up being higher or is going to you know, substantially continue to grow um, into the future. So I'm not surprised. Do you think that's that just easier or because more convenient or because people don't want to go into stores convenience okay. yep all the above convenience convenience is number one yeah. why is it why is amazon so big it's because they're convenient do people really want to buy from amazon no people don't really want to buy from amazon but it's so flipping convenient yeah. right and so that's why convenience overrules everything right speed and convenience is the best customer service you can have um, you don't have to go all the way in the store, try to find the aisle, try to find what you need. And then they see something they want and you end up buying all these things you didn't plan on buying. So yeah, I can see that. exactly. You can budget better. And also for those true introverts out there, it's just so much easier, right? <laughs> you just pull up, dial the number, pop the trunk. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, um, I, I, I guess I'm not really super surprised that it's sort of already happening. Um, you know, we've talked about this all the way, you know, past couple of months where it was like, we saw this coming, um, we just didn't sort of see it coming this soon. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, and definitely the way of, you know, this, this new normal, so to speak. <laughs> all right. Well, yep. Cool. So, um, thanks everyone for listening in. You can find us on our YouTube channel, e-commerce straight talk. Feel free to go there, subscribe. Um, that'd be great. We also have our Facebook group. Um, it's a private group, e-commerce straight talk, where we talk about all things e-commerce. So feel free to hop on there and join in. We do, I know we've been switching between the, 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 the two different kinds of agendas between interviews and just giving news and updates. And so we'll continue to flip-flop and as we as we start doing more interviews and having more people to interview and, and, and giving their input and, and all things e-commerce. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Later.